गिरि गोवर्धन जय गिरि गोवर्धन जयो नेताय दयाल जयो निमाय सुंदर जयो सुंदर निमाय जयो नेताय दयाल जयो नेताय दयाल जयो निमाय सुंदर जयो सुंदर निमाय जयो नेताय दयाल जय गौरनिताय 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 जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा शिला प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा शिला प्रभु पदा जय गुरु देवा जय गुरु देवा जय गुरु देवा शिला गुरु देवा गुरु देवा जय गुरु देवा जय गुरु देवा शिला गुरु देवा ग्रंथ राशि मद भागवतान की जय शिला प्रभुपाद की जय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओ भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नर चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय उधीर श्रीन्वत स्वाकता कृष्ण श्रीन्वत स्वाकता कृष्ण पुण्यश्रवणकीर्तन हृदंतस्थ्यभद्राणी तुस्तोह्यभद्राणी विदुनोती सुहुस्सता विदुनोती सुहुस्सता नष्टप्रायु अभद्रेशु नष्टप्रायु निगवत सेवया भागवत भगवती उत्तम श्लोके उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकी by regular attendance in classes on bhagavatam and by rendering of service to the pure devotee all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed and loving service from the personality of godhead whose praise with transcendental songs is established as an irrevocable act so we are uh, discussing shrimad bhagavatam canto 6 prescribed duties for mankind chapter 17 mother parvati curses chitraketu text number 33 nahi asyaste priya kaschin asyaste priya kaschin nahi asyaste priya kaschin 
शास्ति प्रिया कश्चिन्ना प्रिया स्वपरोपिवा अप्रिया स्वपरोपिवा ना प्रिया स्वपरोपिवा स्वपरोपिवा आत्मत्वात्सर्वभूतानाम् 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 सर्वभूतानाम् सर्वभूता प्रियो हरिहि ताप्रियो हरिहि सर्वभूता प्रियो हरिहि नाहि अस्यास्ति प्रिया कस्चिन नाप्रिया स्वप्रपरोपिवाम आत्मत्वात् सर्वभूतानाम सर्वभूता प्रियो हरिहि नाहि अस्यास्ति प्रिया कस्चिन नाप्रिया स्वापरोपिवाम आत्मत्वासर्वभूतानाम सर्वभूताप्रियो हरिहिम नाहियस्यास्ति प्रियाकस्चिन नाप्रियास्वापरोपिवाम आत्मत्वासर्वभूतानाम सर्वभूता प्रियो हरि नाहि अस्यास्ति प्रिया कस्चिन नाप्रिया स्वापरोपिवाम आत्मत्वासर्वभूतानाम Sarvabhuta Priya Harihi Word to word meaning by His Divine Grace Hila Prabhupada Ki Jai Na Not He Indeed Asya Of the Lord Asti There is Priyaha Very dear Kaschit Anyone Na Nor Apriyaha not dear, swa, own, paraha, other, api, even, va, or, atmatva, due to being the soul of the soul, sarvabhutanam, of all living entities, sarvabhuta, to all living entities, priyaha, very, very dear Harihi, Lord Hari. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. He holds no one as very dear and no one as inimical. He has no one for his own relative and no one is alien to him. He is actually the soul of the soul of all living entities. Thus, he is the auspicious friend of all living beings and is very near and dear to all of them. Purport. 
the supreme personality of godhead in his second feature is the super soul of all living entities as one self is extremely dear the super self of the self is still more dear no one can be the enemy of the friendly super self who is equal to everyone relationships of dearness or enmity between the supreme lord and the living beings are due to the intervention of the illusory energy because the three modes of material nature intervene between the lord and the living beings these different relationships appear actually the living entity in his pure condition is always very near and dear to the lord and the lord is dear to him there is no question of partiality or enmity om ajnanati mirandasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshur unmilitam yena tasmai shri gurave namaha shri chaitanya manobhishtam sthapitam yena bhutale svayam rupa kadamahyam dadati svapadantikam shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda shri advaita gadadhar shivasadi gaurabhaktarinda hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare hare translation once again he holds no one as very dear and no one as inimical he has no one for his own relative and no one is alien to him he is actually the soul of the soul of all living entities thus he is the auspicious friend of all living beings and is very near and dear to all of them so this is a section where we find uh, mother parvati uh, curses chitraketu so after mother parvati curses chitraketu what does chitraketu do he does not react to it he humbly takes the curse and while taking the curse he interestingly makes uh, a statement uh, that statement in 17.22 uh, let me go back and if i can pull that out Seventeen point two. The supreme personality of Godhead is equally disposed toward all living entities. Therefore, no one is very dear to him, and no one is a great enemy for him. To one is his friend, and no one is his relative. Being unattached to the material world, he has no affection for so-called happiness or hatred for so-called distress. the two terms happiness and this is relative since the lord is always happy for him there is no question of distress so we find that chitraketu is made a similar statement to what lord uh, shiva is uh, telling mother parvati in this particular verse that the lord is equally disposed towards all the living entities there is no one very dear to him 
nor there is anyone uh, enemy for him or no one is his friend or no one is his relative so you find the same uh, being echoed uh, in 6.7133 which is the verse we are trying to discuss today and then uh, he makes another statement oh mother you are now unnecessarily angry but since all my happiness and distress are destined by my past activities i do not plead to be excused or relieved from your curse although what i said is not wrong please let whatever you think is wrong be pardoned now this is an interesting statement that whatever you think is wrong be pardoned although i have not done anything wrong now why i picked up this particular uh, word line or verse is that i was in a similar situation once and the other person abused me uh, in the sense that you are wrong so therefore you deserve uh, my abuses i said i have not done anything wrong but if you feel that i have done something wrong uh, please pardon me and he became very furious <laughs> he said it's not me i'm feeling wrong you have actually done wrong and then you're not you're trying to cover up yourself you better accept that you have done wrong otherwise i'll continue to abuse you so that's the difference between mother parvati uh, an exalted personality to an ordinary person and this person was insisting that you have done wrong and therefore you should uh, surrender or you should accept it so then i had the two choices either i rebuke him or uh, i accept whatever he is saying so because of the relationship i had with him i said i gave more importance to the relationship than to myself and i said well i'm sorry whatever has happened is happened it's uh, i'm sorry and then he became quiet he's cooled down so therefore we need to be careful with whom we are talking and then uh, how the other person uh, responds so lord is so here lord shiva is trying to glorify both the lord and the devotee sarva bhuta priyo harihi that sarva bhuta to all the living entities priyaha very very dear hari lord hari so lord hari is very very dear to all the living entities and so also a pure devotee of the lord he is very very dear to all the living entities and therefore you find even a pure devotee of the lord shows the same compassion same mercy as that of the lord and we can see in the example of shila prabhupada himself who at the age of 70 uh, with hardly uh, any money in his pocket on the strength of his guru maharaj's instruction he left the shores of india from a very comfortable uh, zone of vrindavan and then landed in us and now the history is known to everyone 
So just as the Lord is compassionate, similarly his pure devotees also are very compassionate, very merciful and dear to every or to all the living entities. Because they see, a pure devotee sees every living entity as part and parcel of Krishna and his suffering in the material world. And therefore, as a representative of Krishna, he tries to assist them, he tries to help them, he tries to extricate them uh, from this material world. So in the previous verse, uh, we find that uh, Lord Shiva says that no one can understand uh, the Supreme Lord. Why is that no one can understand the Supreme Lord? It's because of our thinking of that we are, we are independent of the Lord due to the covering of false ego. So the false ego makes us feel as if I'm independent and in that consciousness it's impossible to understand uh, the Lord. And now this verse, uh, Lord Shiva is continuing that he holds no one as very dear and no one as inimical. But equally we find that the Lord when uh, apparently appears to be partial towards uh, devatas or the demigods and inimical uh, towards the demons. We have that well-known pastime, anyone can remember, where Lord shows his uh, apparently inimical and then is favoring the devatas. Which is that pastime? The Mohini, in the, uh, both the demons and the devatas, uh, they churn the milk ocean and from there comes the nectar. And when the nectar comes out, the nectar was taken, the, the vessel, nectar vessel was taken by the demons and the devatas, they pray to the Lord and the Lord appears in the form of Mohini and he mesmerizes or she mesmerizes uh, the demons and therefore the demons part with the nectar thinking that Mohini is going to distribute the nectar equally uh, to everyone. But then we find that there uh, Lord does not give uh, nectar to the demons and he gives only to the devatas. But here we find that uh, Lord Shiva is saying, he holds no one as very dear and no one as inimical. So how do we resolve that? So therefore, Srila Prabhupada mentions in purport, the Supreme Person of Godhead in his second feature is the super soul of all living entities. So Lord has three aspects, the impersonal form, the Paramatma and the Bhagwan feature. So the Parma is the super soul. So Prabhupada is saying that the Supreme Person of Godhead in his second feature is a super soul of all living entities. As one's self is extremely dear, the super self of the self is still more dear. So the what is very dear to us is our self. 
that is the on one level the body and the other level the soul and to that soul what is most dear it is is the super soul so they are as one self is extremely dear the super self the self is still more dearer no one can be the enemy of the friendly super self who is equal to everyone so this as super soul the lord is equal to everyone but when lord appeared as mohini he was not in the role of a super soul he was there as a bhagwan and as bhagwan uh, he is partial to his devotees as parmatma is equal but as bhagwan uh, he is he favors uh, his devotees why because devotees are aligned uh, with his plan and what is the master plan of the supreme lord the master plan thank you prabhu the master plan of the supreme lord is to take every living entity from this material world back to his abode the spiritual world and the devotees participate in that master plan and therefore the lord favors uh, the devotee and as parmatma what are the aspects of parmatma we find there are five aspects of parmatma spoken anyone remembers parmatma is here mentioned as being neutral so what are the five aspects of parmatma which krishna says in bhagavad gita i think he talks about 13.23 uh, i think upadrashta anumanta cha yeah so there are five aspects there upadrashta he is overseer anumanta that he is the permitter he is bharta he is the master he is bhokta he is the supreme enjoyer and he is maheshwara he is the supreme lord so these are the five aspects of parmatma mentioned there and as parmatma he is neutral to everyone but as bhagwan he favors the uh, the devotee which is that verse which talks about the equality of parmatma samoham sarvabhuteshu uh, which is that verse i'm not uh, yeah samoham sarvabhuteshu where it says that lord says that i is equal to everyone but that person who does service to him he favors that person when the mind is misled oh sorry i moved into some other verse 
No one can be the enemy of the friendly super-self who is equal to everyone. Relationships of dearness or enmity between the Supreme Lord and the living beings are due to the intervention of the illusory energy. So whatever the relationships we are thinking of in terms of friendship and enmity is because of the material energy, the maya. And what is the role of Maya? Maya has got two roles. One is the called the covering potency and the other is called the throwing potency. Maya covers the soul with the material elements. So therefore, and that material elements includes the ahankar, which makes the soul feel as if he is this body, material body. Bhumirapo nalova yu kammano buddhirevacha. So there we find that the elements cover the soul and that is the covering potency of Maya. And the throwing potency of Maya is that she tries to alienate the soul from Krishna's. Uh, shelter because that's what the the soul desires or that's what the living jiva desires because of the previous verse we have seen that lord shiva says because of the independent nature he thinks that he can enjoy uh, independent of the lord and because of that consciousness Maya Shakti favors or she makes that arrangement uh, so that the person feels that he is the enjoyer independent of the Lord. So that is the throwing potency. But at the same time, the fact that we are in this material world is called the rectification process that we need to correct ourselves and hence Maya Shakti as represented by Durga Devi she has ten arms and ten arms she has got the ten different weapons and it is said that she pokes the living entity with those uh, uh, weapons in whichever direction you move because it is said that these ten hands represent the ten directions so therefore, whether you move the north, east, south, west, or the four corners, or the top, bottom, all the ten, whichever direction you move, uh, she is poking till the person gets corrected. This is the role of Maya Shakti. Or we have that famous uh, verse in uh, Brahma Samhita. Anyone remembers about Durga Devi? Sristi sthiti pralaya sadhana shakti reka chaye vayasya bhuvanani bibharti durga ichana rupam apiyasya sachesta sesa govinda madi purusham tamaham abhichami. So, therefore, there the role of Maya or the Durga Devi is to, uh, is to create, destroy uh, the material energy or this material world and till we surrender to the Lord she keeps poking us 
or the Lord has facilitated this material world in such a way that it is not a place for enjoyment, rather it's a place for correction. Once we get corrected, uh, then we return back home, back to Godhead. So the, it is the rebellion individual soul who has that free will and that free will is being exercised uh, incorrectly and because of that the person is held in this material world. It's not, it's in one sense, it is we who are holding on to the material world uh, because of the, the glitters we see in this world. And why is that? Because I'm trying to identify myself with this material world. I'm identifying with my body. I don't think that I'm a spirit soul, part and parcel of Krishna. There's a, a story which is said in the Vedic circle that one disciple comes to his Gurudev and he says, can you please explain me the, uh, the role of Maya? What does she do? And the Guru says that when the time comes, I'll let you know what it is. At this stage, you may not understand. And the disciple was disappointed. He says that I've asked a question seeking clarification, but my Gurudev uh, did not give the uh, clarification. And that was a Gurukula-like environment, and therefore, uh, in a Gurukula, a Brahmachari, what does he do? He regularly goes to the forest and then brings the firewood. So on one such day, he went to the forest, he was bringing the uh, fire, he was cutting the firewood and then he hears a, a distinct voice coming uh, from one direction. Save me, save me, save me. And the disciple was stunned. And because he found that, he heard that voice, it is his Gurudev's voice. And he became alarmed. How is that I'm hearing my Gurudev's voice in distress? And then he stops whatever activity, cutting the wood he was doing. He runs in that direction. And then there he finds that his Gurudev, he is hugging the tree. And then he says, save me, save me, save me. So what is trying to say that story is that the Gurudev, the tree represents the material energy and the Gurudev is hugging the material energy and he says, save me, save me, save me. So similarly, we are also trying to hug the material energy and then we feel that uh, this material energy is giving me lot of pleasure. Instead of getting ourselves, remaining as in a situation where, well, I'm not part of this material world, but I'm part of, part and parcel of Krishna. So that's the difference between uh, a devotee and a non-devotee. A devotee, he, he tries to mold his activities 
in such a way that he he can constantly remember the uh, supreme lord so there are two terms which are used uh, in this connection one is called shreyaha the other is called abhyudayaha abhyudaya is that the person he is is like trying to accomplish something in this material world and because his nature is to accomplish something in the material world he spends his entire energy in that direction he wants to show to others he is something in this world but that does not give him any satisfaction shreyaha is gives satisfaction to the heart because what does the person do in shreya consciousness the person gets up early in the morning he does his chanting he does his puja and then after that whatever the time is there he takes care of his family and behaves in such a way that the necessities of life are met after that if something is available Uh, then well he'll try to achieve it but otherwise it's not done at the expense of his uh, shreyaha whereas abhyudaya he is only after the accomplishment in the outside world and therefore when turbulences comes in life when turbulences comes in life what does he think that god doesn't exist krishna doesn't exist and this is this is an interesting part i had experienced when one day we were earlier staying in uh, dang street this uh, this incident happened about 7 uh, 8 not uh, one year back when we were in dang street morning i was coming to temple that was about 7:30 uh, in the morning and the uh, bill collector bin collector that van comes and on uh, in albert park we find that the driver is driving the truck but equally this another person who arranges the bins uh, so that the truck can uh, pick up the uh, bin and uh, unload onto its back so possibly that uh, person Uh, he must have seen devotees here regularly and he looked at me he saw with me me with tilak and i was the chanting beads and he said you guys are chanting but look at the way the whole world is we are all suffering and you, if god exists why am i suffering god doesn't exist and he ran away he did not even wait to hear me answer because he was collecting the bins because as the truck is moving he has to move ahead of the truck and place the bins in order and then uh, for up, um, unloading so therefore this is what the a person who does not have even the basic knowledge that he is not the body but the spirit soul uh, this is how he behaves because there's any suffering it's because of the lord and if and hence if god is all merciful if god is truly the supreme father uh, why am i suffering but whereas a devotee when he suffers he takes it as 
a token of reaction uh, awarded by the Lord. Otherwise, the, he would have suffered much more. And one day, once again, I came out of the temple and a senior devotee saw me. He said that, you don't seem to be okay. And he knows uh, what has happened in my personal life because I had confided to him uh, about a huge financial loss. And suddenly, that Prabhu uh, recited uh, this verse. Uh, what is that verse? 10.88.8. Yesyaham anugrihanami harisheta dhanam sanai tato dhanam tijantiyasya Swajana Dukha Dukkitam. The personality of God had said, if I especially favor someone, I gradually deprive him of his wealth. Then the relatives and friends of such a poverty-stricken man absorbed him, abandoned him. In this way, he suffers one distress after the another. So he said, whatever financial loss you have incurred, uh, take it as Lord's mercy because he has favored you. I said, okay. Uh, I didn't, I took the, because he's a very senior devotee and was telling me, I took it, but internally I was feeling, I'm not so advanced, why would Lord do it that way to me? But at the same time that gave me uh, solace that Lord is there, he's taking care of us, he has the shelter, he has given us the shelter, and uh, he is not a friend nor enemy uh, to anyone. So therefore, uh, whatever I am experiencing, it's only because of my uh, past deeds. So no one can be the enemy of the friendly super self who is equal to everyone. Relationships of DNS or enmity between the Supreme Lord and the living beings are due to the intervention of the illusory energy. Because the three modes of material nature intervene between the Lord and the living beings, these different relationships appear. Because of the intervention of Maya Shakti or the material nature, we try to seem to be thinking someone is a friend, someone is a relative, someone is my enemy. But for a spirit soul, these relationships are not there. The spirit soul looks at only the Lord as the Supreme Father and uh, the rest of the souls as part and parcel of Krishna, himself also part and parcel of Krishna. And when someone is part and parcel of the Lord, why would the Lord behave, uh, show different relationships? It's like, I have my hand, I do not behave in one way with one hand and behave another with another hand. All these are my parts and therefore I look after them with equal uh, affection. So similarly, we are part of parcel of Krishna and therefore Lord looks at us with equal affection. It is not uh, that he is envy, envious or he maintains enmity with one person and he maintains friendship with another person. Everyone is part and parcel. But 
to us because we are in a duality. So therefore, we think that Lord is friend to one person and he is enemy uh, to the other person. So the, therefore, Prabhupada said that actually, the living entity in the pure condition is always very near and dear to the Lord. So on the spiritual platform, on the spirit soul, as a spirit soul, he is very dear to the Lord. And the Lord is equally dear to him. There is no question of partiality or enmity. So the concept of partiality or enmity comes only on the material platform, not on the spiritual platform. Yeah. Any question or any comment? Because I think today we had very short time. any of the other uh, um, with like Shishubal obviously he he was uh, blaspheming uh, Lord like he was uh, speaking against him but others also we have is there any where Lord has shown that he has given a second chance to uh, any of the demons like obviously we know uh, Putna was given the position of uh, nurse. he gives the Datri position. Yeah, but that was in the like spiritual world. What was like a second chance given to any any examples? He gives chance. The fact that from Shishupal's past time, we learned that he has given 99 times the chance before he beheads him. So similarly, Lord gives everyone the opportunity, the chance. He, he takes his weapon only when his plan is being disturbed. In the sense, when the Brahminical culture is being destroyed, that's the time when he takes his weapon. So this we can see that demons, after they gain, they do so much of austerity, for what purpose? to uh, gain some power and that they, they feel like they want to be immortal and the first step they do is destroy the Brahminical culture. That's the beginning of their uh, destruction. So till the Brahminical culture is not touched, uh, Lord does not say anything even to the demon. Because in Ramayana we have that famous pastime where uh, Vipishana is flying with his four or five assistants. He comes to uh, the, he, he flies over the sea and then comes to uh, Lord Rama. As he was heading, coming towards Lord Rama, uh, Sugriva, Angada, Jambavan, uh, they, they all took up their weapons. They said that here the demon coming and we cannot, we, he is an enemy and therefore he should be killed. But then Lord Rama looks at Hanuman because Hanuman was in Lanka and then Hanuman says, no, though he is having a demonic body, but actually he is a devotee. He is the only person in Lanka 
in whose house I could hear the holy name of the Lord. And therefore he welcomes. And later on, in a different conversation, uh, Lord Rama says to, uh, I think, Sugriva, that even if at this stage, Ravana comes and says, uh, pardon me. Whatever mistake I have done, then I'll excuse him. I'll condone him. And this expression of compassion is shown by uh, a pure devotee of the Lord as well. And we can see that in Mahabharat, uh, Yudhisthira Maharaj says to uh, Duryodhan that in spite of being insulted, being sent to the forest, his wife, they try to uh, disrobe her, but still, Yudhisthira says that, let Duryodhan come and bow down to me because he is my younger brother and ask for the kingdom, I'll give it to him uh, with pleasure. So therefore, uh, Lord and his devotee, pure devotees are highly compassionate. They, uh, because they understand uh, that we are not this body, we are the spirit soul. And as spirit soul, everyone is pure. It's only as in this verse, the Maya Shakti or the covering potency lays a cover in terms of the bodily elements and the ahankar. And therefore, we try to think of the duality. And in that duality, we see one person as enemy and other person as a friend. But on the spiritual platform, uh, these inabilities are not there. Isn't it? Yes, Prabhu. Um, it says in this verse, um, no one is the Lord. The, the Lord's own relative, but then at the same time, like uh, Krishna has a mother, like Mother Yashoda, and it seems like because it's only one Yashoda, you know, there can't be like another mother, you know what I mean? I mean, maybe they can, but um, I'm just trying to work out, you know, because Krishna does have his relative, his mm -hmm. mother. Not the Ashoda, but then it says it doesn't have uh, his own relatives as well here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. But we come back to the same part once again. As Paramatma, he is neutral. But as Bhagavan, he is playing his Leela, pastimes. And as Bhagavan, he may have his friends as his. Um, you can't say that he has got enemies because on the spiritual platform there's nothing like enmity, but it's a, he's a uh, rasavigraha. So therefore, uh, all the mellows are there and those mellows give him the pressure. And as Krishna, when he descends, he's not in the form of Paramatma, he's in Bhagwan feature. And as Bhagwan, he has got his relatives he has his friends, he has his girlfriends, everyone, because that's the original relationship he maintained. In the spiritual world, he has got those relationships. But as Paramatma is a neutral person, he doesn't have those. Yeah. 
question kind of was as well that it seems like certain like Maria Shoda like I know Radharani isn't just like a regular jiva it's like expansion but is Maria Shoda she also a jiva or an expansion because these are very intimate uh, relationships with the Lord you know mm. so yeah that's my question as well so what is the question then um, like is Maria Shoda is she like a She's not, she's not like a, a living entity like us. Is she an expansion of Krishna? She's a Nitya Siddha. All the, uh, anyone who is in the intimate association of the Lord, they're all Nitya Siddhas. They are not ordinary living entities. I think if we go back to 15th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that there are two abodes. One is the material abode, other is the spiritual abode. And equally, there are two types of living entities. There's one is a Nitya Siddhas, the other is a Nitya Bhaddhas. So we are all Nitya Bhaddhas in the material world. But whereas uh, Mother Yashoda and other uh, gopis and gopas who p participate in his pastime, they are all Nitya Siddha, they are eternal associates of the Lord. So whenever Lord descends, they also descend uh, to participate in his activities. Because he performs the Leela, why does he perform the Leela? It's only to encourage us, to inspire us that why are you languishing in this material world? This is not a place for uh, you to live. As Prabhupada says, this is not a place for gentlemen to stay. This is, uh, so therefore you come back. And we, we say that, no, I'm happy here. I think, if you have you seen the uh, movie Mowgli, you should see that Mowgli. You have seen Prabhu Mowgli movie. So in that last scene, uh, we find that the bear calls Mowgli, "Come back, come back, come back." And Mowgli, till then he was brought up by the uh, bear, but now he comes in contact with a uh, human being, girl, and therefore. Uh, Obviously, for a man, the man is attractive rather than an animal. So, therefore, yeah, he is going towards uh, the girl, and therefore, uh, the the animal they think that now, well, he is no longer part of our kingdom. He is moving towards the man kingdom. So, similarly, we are being we are. It says we should be here, so that's what our thinking is, that I'm feeling so happy, so why should I uh, leave this place? As uh, it is one sense, it's not just a material energy, we are catching hold of the material energy, as in that story, the Guru is catching the tree and he says, save me, save me. So I'm holding on the material energy, I'm not willing to leave it. And therefore, Krishna gives us enough troubles to make us detach from this material world. And hence he says it is Dukkhalayam. It is not a place of happiness, but it's a place of misery. And the highest misery strikes a person when one's own dearest people leave the body. Till then, what is misery is not known in the material world. It's only that person he can experience. I've experienced the loss of my parents, both mother and father, and I know that agony, I know that pain, 
and and the detachment that brings uh, with that pain one day everyone experiences that till then we feel well this place is so good so comfortable after the loss of dear ones then uh, people feel the loss of money is the next uh, which creates the turbulence in one's life have you experienced any of those which one okay whom did you lose oh is it you are so young yeah that brings a natural detachment in us especially when you lose parents when we lose our parents we feel this world is shallow this world is empty till last year for the last 17 years every year i was going to india because my mother was there but last year i lost my mother and this year everyone was asking are you not going to india i said there is no desire to go to india because the dear one for whose sake i was going to india uh, she is no longer there yeah that that creates a huge vacuum and that vacuum can be filled only by spiritual consciousness and therefore uh, we also must to shila propat who has given us the ultimate shelter in the form of radhavallabhai melbourne temple i always think that but for radhavallabha uh, i i couldn't have stayed in melbourne i would have left long back back to india actually that's what i did i came when i came 25 years back not 25 23 years back i stayed here for 9 months i felt totally empty and went back to hyderabad i said this is not a place i'm not going to stay but the turn of events were such that after one year i came back but otherwise uh, those 9 months when i was here uh, i felt this why in hyderabad maybe i saw the mcg stadium greenery but when i came here there nothing i felt was greenery the real greenery i saw only in radhavallabha and then uh, that gave me uh, some solace some inner peace i was longing for i think i'm sure that's the experience of everyone coming to this temple otherwise we won't be coming to temple uh, morning evening and you won't be staying in uh, ashram and looks like you are heading from white dress to orange dress <laughs> gradual <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, 
like you dust yourself and you're back to normal again the same old story 